0: Entrepreneurs on the moon, reshaping
1: lives for a better tomorrow. What's going on? My name is Stephen Knight, and you listen to The Stephen Knight Show.
2: I broke
0: am
2: you
1: Good evening and welcome to the Stephen Knight Show here on EOTM Radio. I want to thank you each for joining us tonight. As always, we'll be discussing the latest in entertainment news, sports, fashion, and movie reviews. Of course, we'll be discussing our questions today, and tonight we welcome the star of the play, B-Boy Blues, Reginald Barnes, and gospel artist, J. Blake White, who recently released his new single, Doing Well. The later life coach and author, Susan Gotti, Joins us to discuss her book, The Journey from Fear to Love is Shorter Than You Think. As always, once you call us, your questions and comments, the number is 718-664-6543. Again, that's 718-664-6543. You can also join us in chat. There's a link on our Facebook page. Also, remind you to join us on social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Google, and our website, the Stephen com. Definitely want to hear your thoughts uh, as we. Talk during the show and even afterwards, so connect with us. That was probably about tonight, uh, but I definitely want to um, send our condolences to the victims of the Malaysia fight, a fight that was shot out the air. Um, a lot of uh, children died, and a lot of innocent people. Uh, I believe it's over 100 people that were uh, with AIDS research. They're going to a conference. and and uh, they generally don't travel together because something like this could happen, and unfortunately it did. So our thoughts and prayers are definitely with uh, everyone on so Adam and we what's going
3: on? Hey, nothing much. How, how was the weekend? Uh, the weekend was good. For me, I went actually up to Knoxville. um, had a couple of friends going out for an event, so I decided to check out the city of Knoxville, Tennessee, and it's good, small town, uh, quaint, but has a little, you know, downtown market square, which has all the bars and the clubs and, like, the shops. But, uh, yeah, it was okay. fun for a little quick weekend trip. Good. All good for a road trip? Road trip? Yeah. Chica, are you there?
2: Oh,
1: Chica? What you I'm trying to think Chica was on. The
4: mute button actually works sometimes if you use it
1: i was <laughs> <laughs> like, I know you're on there <laughs> How was your weekend?
4: My weekend was pretty cool I stayed pretty close to home um, We had a regular festival Here in the city that I live in And that was pretty exciting But of local people uh, Of um, West Indian descent Got together and decided to have Like a little concert It was pretty good Good eats, good treats, good music Good people, good vibes
1: can't beat it. I want to shout right. out to uh, Chef Rob, the restaurant Chef Rob. Michelle and I went there Friday, and I had been there before with her. She actually put me on to Chef Rob's, but their food is awesome. I had a Caribbean jerk uh, turkey burger. It was, mm. awesome. it was awesome. It was awesome. And uh, we had a good time. He, uh, they, it, Chef Rob used to be P. Diddy's, uh, one of his chefs. So he had a okay. restaurant here in Atlanta, and it's, it's a really nice little spot. And Anyways, I just want to shout them out.
2: So if you're in Atlanta,
1: or I don't know if he has other locations, but definitely check them out. Definitely check them out.
2: Okay, so what's going
1: on in the world
3: of movie reviews?
2: Okay. Well, I
3: got um, kind of an old one from last week that you guys might have heard from before, but I wanted to give my little take on The Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, um, which did come out last weekend. It was number one in the box office. It's still number one in the box office. And um, if you guys remember last week, it is the story of the apes kind of interacting with the humans. And the first one starred James Franco, and it's kind of going off. About 10 years later, uh, there's a virus that wiped out 90% of the world's population. So the humans are kind of surviving in small outposts, and the apes have built their own village out in, near San Francisco. So this is the first um, time that they're really interacting together and it kind of creates a little conflict and a little war, a power struggle, um, of who's going to rise during this battle. So I liked it. It was, it was really good. Um, you know, the, uh, the acting was well done. The computer animation, the apes looked very realistic. Um, I thought the story was well done. My only little hiccup was, and it seems like in some of these action movies have it is kind of the, um, the infinite ammo problem where, you know, when they're getting into these firefights, it seems like no, no, you know, ape or human run out, runs out of ammo. It's like, keep shooting your guns forever. And it's not a big deal, but it's kind of one of those things you notice where you're like, all right, you know, you're shooting your gun for three minutes straight. There's obviously a time where you had to reload. (laughs) That that bothered me a little bit, not enough to detract from the movie because it was well done and well uh, written, but it was just one of those little, little fallacies where you're like, all right, come on, guys. There's got to be a chance right, to reload yeah. at some point. So, uh, But, yeah, yeah, I liked it. So that's what I ended up seeing. Absolutely.
4: And I, I gave that one a thumbs up to Adam. Yeah. Um, I actually saw um, one movie this weekend, and then I saw an independent movie during the week. There was an independent uh, release at uh film festival in Philadelphia. Um, I'll review that movie first. It's called So You Call Yourself a Man, and it's an independent film. um, Because I'm going to go in and tear it apart, I'm not going to list the director's name to to save them shame. But I'll just just say this. I've been to a lot of events with a lot of independent films from first-time filmmakers. If you're a first-time filmmaker and you're putting a movie together, to be seen for the first time, and it's the first time you're having your name out there in light, and you're using a red carpet situation to help promote it, it would be helpful if the production on the movie that you created, your first baby, would be professional. You would want to be professional your first time out the box. Um, So You Call Yourself a Man is uh, the first installment from this particular director, and it made the film festival. Go figure. Um, The sound kept going in and out of the movie. Um, Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
2: Um,
4: The consistency with the scenes was not there. And Adam, as an actor, you know how important that is to storytelling when it comes to a movie. Oh, Um, yeah. You you can't have your lead actor, and I'm over-exaggerating for this, just so people know what I'm talking about. You can't have your lead actor or actress look one way in the beginning of the movie and then they change their look and toward the end of the movie. They look one way, yeah. and then in the middle of the movie, they look another way. You, you need consistency wow. when you're making a film. <laughs> yeah. It's very important. Um, I said the sound going in and out. Um, the storyline for the I would movie. I done it for me. Movie, yeah. It it, it turns you off. The storyline for this particular movie was excellent because it dealt with uh, the plight of men and what they go through being a man and the weight and the responsibility that a male has over carrying his family, the image that he has out in the world, and what the world perceives of a man in regards to his status in the world. That part was excellent. They just needed to get the art surrounding the message better. So that's all I'm saying. If you have an independent film, you're coming out, especially if you're a first-time filmmaker, you want to be as professional as you can to make sure that your product and your art is crisp before you introduce it to the masses. Yeah. So on to the next feature. I saw uh, The Purge Anarchy, which is the second installment to The Purge franchise. Um where the storyline is that one day out of the year, the government allows for any crimes to be legal. They basically turn their back to any crime committed in that particular 24-hour period. And and if anyone saw the first one, you know how high energy the first one was. The second one is pretty much the same, except uh, in this story, there is a gentleman who's seeking vengeance Um, for a crime that happened to him in the the first purge. And he's going out trying to find someone in particular to wreak havoc on them in retaliation for a family loss. And he comes across uh, another family, or which appears to be a family, and tries to assist them because he catches them in a compromised position, them putting themselves off from another danger. And I don't want to tell you too much, but that's pretty much the premise of that movie and how uh, drama and what you perceive the story to be starts to unfold and it turns out to be not what you think it is. So I definitely get mm-hmm. that out of it as well. That whole premise of the government taking one day out of the year and turning their back to crime is pretty interesting. And the fact that they look at it wow. as a purge, like you're praising the, the system of the unwanted.
1: I want to see that movie because I saw the first one, and, and it was really good. And I just happened to get it from my Red Box or something like that. But it was really mm-hmm. good. So I definitely wanted to see the second one. I saw the uh, trailer for it, and it looked like it was mm-hmm. really good. So, so you, you yeah. think it's definitely a it
4: must-see? Uh, yeah, it definitely is a must-see. And even okay. just by the concept of if loan, you, if you would just wrap your mind around that concept for a second, um, the government decides that you know it wants to clean the United States out of unwanted criminals and crime, and they figure that if they allow for that to happen, you know, including murder, if they allow for that to happen, then the ill-begotten will be weeded out in that 124-hour what period. What would you do if uh, there was a purge in real life? What would you do? <laughs> um, I would do, with, with, as the first movie started, you see the family, they're, they're already acquainted and used to the idea of the purge, and they hunker down. They hunker down for twenty four hours. It it like their mistake was, allowing an outside tourist in, I would not do that. Yeah. I don't care who you were. Like yeah. me, I would, my, me and my family would be locked down for twenty four hours. Yeah,
1: yeah. I um, wouldn't trust nobody
4: because you don't know
2: who's taking your yeah. nope. back. <laughs> you think it's no,
4: all
2: sir. good? They, they trying to take you out.
4: <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> Nana, but we, we got the door closed until tomorrow.
1: Mm-hmm. So
2: I mean, I'll see you tomorrow.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> but um.
1: Let me ask you, so they showed the first uh clips from the, the new Whitney Houston movie that's covered by Lifetime next year. Um, mm-hmm. with yeah, yeah. What do you think about mm-hmm. that? Because they can't use Whitney's voice using Deborah Cox. Who so Deborah Cox is an amazing singer, but she's not Whitney.
5: Who can mimic you know, the Whitney pretty
4: well. She can mimic Whitney pretty well.
1: But people fell in love with Whitney Houston because of her voice. They don't want to hear Deborah Cox. They wanna hear Whitney.
4: I know. That's what I think. But If people understand the business and the money that that project would cost if they use Whitney, and I'm sure that Mr. Clive Davis and Arista Records um, probably want to save in for a bigger cash cow, meaning a major motion picture so they can receive the royalties that they probably could receive from a project like that. I can see them Mm -hmm. both out, yeah. Yeah, because well, Whitney's, Whitney's legacy is greater than a TV movie.
1: Right, yeah, yeah. Well, I saw the clip, and uh, Yaya was um, reenacting Whitney Houston saying, I'm every woman, you know, that whole, I guess, it was a video or whatever. And mm-hmm. I thought she did pretty good mimicking Whitney. And Deborah mm-hmm. Cox, like, if, if you if you listened, if you didn't really listen that closely, you would think it was Whitney singing. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I don't know. But they're interviewing him tomorrow, entertainment tonight. And uh the general talk about the controversy, even with Bob and Christina wanna be part of the i part of the, the movie and the fact that they hadn't consulted the family at all, which I think is kinda of hard too, if you're doing a movie based on someone's life, I think you would want to consult the people that are
2: closest. I, don't know. I, I I would
4: I would agree to that for like the major motion picture, the family should have input into it, but but um at some time when you're creating art, you, you have to allow for artistic licensure of the person creating. You know, they trusted Angela Bassett to do the directing of this project. And, you know, she knew Whitney. She knew Whitney pretty well. And, you know, she was no stranger to her life, so I don't think that she would do the project injustice.
2: She yeah. But
1: that's what, that's, yeah. That's my favorite for the movie. It's the fact that her name is attached to it. I think, mm-hmm. you know, it's not going to be just a mess. You know, I think, I'm going to save my uh, my commentary until the movie actually comes out. But right, right. Uh, the clip, it was
4: okay. It was okay.
1: It was a TV movie, so, you
3: know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, anything else coming
4: up? Uh, her- oh, yeah, Adam. Anything that you um, are looking to see? I named a couple last week.
3: Well, the one that I'm on the fence about, which I'll probably end up seeing, is Hercules because um, I do like uh, The Rock and um, – I like to support any of his movies, unless it's like Pain and Game, which was just a nightmare. Um, but this one has Brett Ratner attached to it, and he hasn't have, doesn't have a good reputation so far with uh, you know the third X-Men movie. Uh, I like the Rush Hour series, but um, it could go either way. So I'm a little worried about that one. And then another one that comes out, um, should be this weekend, is A Most Wanted Man. And this is actually, if I remember correctly, Philip Seymour Hoffman's last movie. Mm-hmm. and and this one it's definitely a heavy drama cuz it's about this uh Chechnyan Muslim uh from like the Russian area uh, c- kind of uh immigrating to Hamburg uh Germany and he's trying to claim this uh, her- uh inheritance from his father and he's getting watched by the CIA and you know the NSA and all these organizations to see if he's a terrorist and things like that so mm-hmm. um Opposite End of the Spectrum from Hercules, which is going to be a lighthearted action movie, this is going to definitely be more of one of those international spy dramas, I feel like. So that one piques my interest. Um, You know, I'll have to see if it's playing in a lot of theaters here in Atlanta because we don't have as many great independent theaters as you do, Chike. So it's kind of hard to find some of these smaller releases. But that one is uh, definitely on my radar.
4: Okay, cool. Sounds good. Uh, I I talked about um, the movie uh, Fury, uh, Brad Pitt. Mm, yeah, and the um, what is it called? Unbroken. That's directed by his wife, Angelina Jolie. Uh, and I was saying in the trailer for the Unbroken movie, just in the trailer alone, I got welled up, and I and I kind of got emotional. I was like, "Oh, this one's going to be pretty intense and deep." I need to watch out for this one.
3: Yeah, yeah, that one came out. I think I saw that also at the uh, the Planet of the Apes trailer.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: All right. Well, listen, as always, we
1: appreciate y'all. Have a great week, and we'll talk on Monday, okay? Absolutely. All
4: right, have a good night. I,
1: I have a good one. Before we go to air I want to uh, ask the question of the day. Tweet us your uh, hashtag, Stephen and I show, but tweet us your answer. So rumor has it, and I hope it's not true, but rumor has it that Jay-Z and Beyonce's marriage is over, even though they're currently on tour together. The question is, could you work with someone that you are having relationship issues with, even, even if it's lucrative? So go to uh, Twitter. Stephen I Show, F-A-Show, or Facebook, and let us know uh,
6: your your answers. We'll be reading some response the response later on. my What's, <laughs> What's up, Stephen? That's a um, interesting question, my brother. <laughs> <laughs>
1: What's your answer? Could you do it?
6: <laughs> you can do it. Yeah, yeah. It can it it can it can definitely be done. It oh. can be done.
1: I don't know if I yeah. could. I don't know if I could do it because really? <laughs> I don't know if I could do it. I, I couldn't, because I, I can't be fake and act like everything's all good. I guess if I'm making that kind of money, I dig deep.
2: <laughs> I'd do my best right. acting skills, but
1: I couldn't, uh, I don't know if I could be fake and just be smiling face and performing and thinking that I guess it depends on the job and how much money you get, I guess. I guess. I don't
2: know. But hopefully they're not, uh, they're
1: not, they're hopefully they're still together. They, someone did just post some pictures of them, uh, you know, having dinner, the whole family
6: together.
1: So hopefully um, yeah, yeah. they are still together. But anyway, what's going on with
6: you? How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I'm actually in in um, Harlem right now. I'm in New York. Oh, okay. yep. And okay, I'm, I'm right here that. all week. I'm just hanging out, um, shopping, sightseeing, the whole New York thing. Well, this yeah. is my yeah, vacation. Me. Yeah. I hear that. Will definitely enjoy. You work hard enough for it. Thank you, thank you what's so going, much. Thank what's you going so in much. the world of, in the world of sports? N- nothing, nothing. <laughs> well, you know, but everybody's still talking about you know Bron going going to Cleveland mm-hmm. and everything, and I think that he's going to leave after two years. I just think that him not signing a um, long-term deal says a lot and mm. and you know and all all that he's doing is actually finishing his two years on this heat contract in Cleveland That's that's all that yeah. he's doing so it's it's he's not if I was a Cavs fan I just wouldn't be getting all hyped about it like I I, it's, I guess it's it's okay. okay he's not showing me a long-term commitment to wanting to help Cleveland win a championship They are not going to win a championship In two seasons It's not going to happen They're not going to do it And I want to know if he's going to stay with them Or, or is he going to leave and go to New York Or to Los, Los Angeles You know
2: So It
1: sounds like he's keeping his options open You know See
6: how the Absolutely. season goes Absolutely And that to me just It's It, it doesn't leave a um, good taste in my mouth, if I'm a um, Cavs fan, I just would not mm. be on this dude like that. Again, LeBron's talented. He is a talented athlete. No one's yeah. taking that taking that away. But I just feel that his whole, you know, I'm coming back home. I love Cleveland. Yada yada yada. It's just a bunch of marketing, yeah. blah.
2: Yeah. Mm. If
6: he really loves mm. Cleveland, then he will, you know, will want to sign a um, long-term deal. And he would be saying, yo, I kinda, I'm I, signing a long-term deal after season um, two years are done. I want to, you know, sign on. Like, I want to retire a Cavalier. And, and 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 my mission is to bring this city a championship, and I'm going to do my darndest. But I'm, you know, but I'm just not hearing it. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't blame him keep his eyes so open, actually. I don't because, you know. I understand why uh, diehard fans would be upset. You know what I mean, because they want him there, oh, to him. Clean. they want him in Cleveland. But um, but for him, you know, on a personal level, you
6: know, it is what it is. It is what it is. But if on he on? leaves again, oh yeah, um, you can't. You know what I'm saying? Down. Like it's Jordan, Jordan never left Chicago. When when those right. like first six six or seven seasons with the Bulls when the Bulls weren't getting to the finals, Jordan didn't just want to leave. You know, Jordan stuck it out. Just, you know, yeah. Lakers are, you know, the same thing. Um, Magic ne- never left the Lakers. Larry Bird never met, left the um, the um, Celtics. You know, mm-hmm. any hell, even Kobe, he never left the Lakers. And and we all know that, that Lakers had had some really bad seasons with Kobe there. So. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. I just think that Bron just needs to kind of just settle somewhere, either be in Cleveland long term, or just don't go back. But just to give them just right. like a year or like two years, and then you leave out again to, to try to win another championship. It's, it 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 doesn't sit well. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, Harlem any is any beautiful. Other, and they just walked past the uh, Apollo Theater. They they okay. have something going. Going on there tonight? What it is? I don't know. I, I think it's a movie premiere of of the movie Get It Up or Have Get It On or Brown something. The, um, James Brown movie, oh, yeah. yeah. James Brown movie, yeah. They're
1: having the premiere tonight, and they, yeah. So yeah, that's probably yeah. what it is. Okay, yeah,
6: okay. yeah. So there's like limos and 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 dudes and like black tuxes watching watching um, the streets and everything and radios and the, and the whole nine. So it's
2: really nice. Oh wow, yeah.
1: Well, definitely enjoy you. your trip. Like I
6: said, if you work hard enough for it, enjoy your week thank in New York, and, uh, and we'll talk next week, okay? Tell everybody where they all can right. follow you. Right. thank trip. you. Uh, oh, yeah, you can find me on, on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, A-Ron Cosby, A-R-O-N, last name Cosby, like Bill, C-O-S-B-Y. That is C-O-S-B-Y. All and right. I'll talk to you next week. All right, have a good one. All right. Generic, all, right. all yours.
7: Hey, I'm here. What's going on? Hey, how's it going? I'm all right. I'm all right. Um, I have some things, of course, for for back to school that I wanted to tell everybody about because I know it's right around the corner. Okay. It Seems like it, it gets yeah. like earlier and earlier every year. So I do have some things for you guys. Uh, the limited let now. This may, <laughs> this and and sorry guys, but the majority of the stuff is for the ladies. So I just want to let you know. Um, But if you shop the limited today only and and you can shop online, you can get 60%, not up to, but plain old 60% off of pants, crops, and shorts. So um, if you're shopping online, which, of course, you would be at 1030 at night, you have to use code DAY2. Um, Saks Fifth Avenue Office, this is for everyone, um, is having a members-only sale. And basically all you have to do is just go to um, office Saks Fifth Avenue office, the website, and just sign up. They're just trying to get people to sign up, um, you know, sign up their email addresses. Uh, you can get up to fifty percent off of shoes. Bluefly dot com is also having a sale. They're having a site sale, um, which means that everything on their entire site is is on sale. Um, if you shop there now, you can get an extra twenty percent off of everything on the site. Uh, the Gap is having a sale today only, and this is an online-only sale. Um, if you if you shop now, you can save 30% on your purchase. And, of course, at this time of night, you'd be, using, uh, you'd be shopping online, so you have to use code SUN at checkout. Oh, I'm sorry, this is an online-only sale, so you have to use code SUN at checkout. Now, Gap Factory Outlet is having a sale. This is for everyone, of course. Um, if you shop there now, you, you can get up to 70%. Um, off of the original price, so that's that's pretty much a huge deal. Um, today only, today is the last day to shop Aldo's last call sale, and if you shop there now, you can get an extra 50% off of all women's shoes. Uh, Forever 21 is having a Shop More Save More sale now through the 24th, and you can you can save 10% when you spend $50. Uh, 15% when you spend $75, and 20% when you spend $100. And um, last but not least, uh, CNC California is having an online-only sale, and you can get an extra 20, an extra 40% off of online exclusives. All right. So that's they all I have for you guys is. this evening.
1: They can find all that budget com. Make sure we
7: can. Yes, they surely can. Quick question
1: before, before you leave. I want a woman's perspective. So our question okay. of the day, uh, rumor has it that uh, Jay-Z and Beyonce's marriage is over, even though they're on tour together. Um, they have apparently have a marriage counselor who's there uh, to make sure everything goes smoothly. The question is, could you work with someone that you are having relationship issues with, even if it's lucrative? Uh, if it's
7: lucrative? Heck yes, I surely can. Um, we can go our separate ways as soon as we get off stage. But you know, especially uh, for for those two and their lifestyle, we got to make that money. So yes, I would definitely be able to work with them.
2: Yeah. Um,
7: you know, that's that money talks. So yeah, I, I'd be able to work with them. I probably wouldn't be able to stand them afterwards, but I, that's okay. I can I can deal with it. I can definitely deal with it. <laughs>
2: Well hopefully that's not the case for them,
1: but if it is, I, I don't know if I can do it, but I guess like you said, it depends on how much money it is. And I think it depends on everything around it. Why are we not getting along? Why are we breaking up, you know, how much money are we making? How long is this to I think it just depends on a few well, things, I mean, you know.
7: You know, I, I think that if if anything they knew if if, they, if if the rumors are true, which I seriously doubt. Right, right. If the rumors are true, um, they knew they were having problems before they signed up for this tour. Like, these problems didn't just manifest overnight. So they right, knew, yeah. you know, they knew that once the was kicking his butt in the elevator that they were having these problems. So they signed <laughs> up for the tour anyway. So I, I think, you know, I, I definitely think that, you know, let's just say, I, if, if if me and Robbie were having problems, he'd definitely still go on tour you he say, "Hey, we gotta make that money. We can, we can we do money. all that other stuff later. We can argue later. But yeah, we got, we gotta do this now because, especially for their lifestyle. Now, and on top of yeah. that, thirty thousand versus, you know, if I'm making thirty thousand, it's one thing. If I'm making thirty million, that's completely different. Up, all yeah. Right. yeah, money talk, money making talk. <laughs> you
1: already know. <laughs> Thank you, dear. Have, a, have a all good
7: right,
1: week, Stevie, okay. I'll
8: talk to you later.
1: Okay. All right.
8: Don't forget, everyone,
1: go to Twitter and Facebook, hashtag Stephen Knight Show, the Stephen Knight Show, and let us know, uh, could you do it? Could you uh, work with somebody that you're having a relationship issues with? All right. We're going to take a quick commercial break. we we'll right back.
9: ProCom Voices is your complete resource for finding professional voiceover talent for all types of projects, radio and TV, flash, corporate video narrations, and more. Here's what sets ProCom apart. We give you fast access to professional voice talent from all across the country. Actors and actresses who are handpicked by ProCom and experienced in bringing copy to life. And you direct your voiceover session live by phone as it's happening so you can be sure of the results. Start by searching our online talent demos broken down into convenient categories. Or call our casting experts for helpful advice in finding the perfect voice. Once you've chosen one or more voice talents, simply submit your script and book your talent online or just call us, toll-free. At session time, you'll be connected to ProCom by phone patch. Listening in on your session, you'll have the ability to interact with the voice talent you've cast and direct them yourself. Try multiple styles, your playback, and request editing from your ProCom producer to craft the perfect read. We can even connect directly to your favorite local studio via ISDN. Once you're satisfied with your recording, your files are immediately uploaded to our secure FTP site in the format you request. And you're sent a link by email. ProCom Voices, top quality voiceovers. Simple, fast, and affordable. Contact us today to get started.
1: Welcome back to the Stephen Knight Show. Actor, media, personality, and urban uh, contemporary gospel recording artist, J. Blake White, was born in Fort Wayne, Indiana and raised in Memphis, Tennessee. He grew up in church with family and music all around him. He exposed his musical talent at the tender age of four. Through the avenues of music, film, and theater, Blake has been blessed to share his talents on national television networks, such as Fox Networks' American Idol Season 10, on uh, which he placed in the top 100, and Option Networks' The Glee Project Season 1 uh, in 2012. He recently released a new single, Doing Well, Please Help Me Welcome, j blake white welcome to the show what's up man
5: how's it going
1: <laughs> how's it going how's it going I, I heard the single i love it i can't wait to play a for one on our, our next half hour but tell first of all before we get into the single I'm, I'm sure you probably heard our question of the day you know rumor has it which hopefully it's not true i can't believe everything you read but rumor <laughs> has it that jay's and beyonce's marriage is over even though they're currently on tour
5: uh, could you look wow. at someone that you have
1: relationship issues with, even if it's a lucrative deal? Uh, yes,
5: I do believe I could. <laughs> <laughs> you, could you could get through it? <laughs> yeah, I, I could I could get through it, especially, I mean, because there's, there's you know, other other factors that are involved where, you know, you have to set yeah. that aside. That's the way I view, view it, you know,
6: yeah. especially
5: this far into it. They've been planning that for some time, and um, right. I think it was like, I think it was like her her personal tour, like the tour that she did, it sold out, you know, while within its first few weeks of announcement. Um, that's what I heard. Wow. So, I mean, I don't, I don't yeah. know. So that's a lot to call call off just because of, you know, relationship issues and, uh, you know, a marriage or whatnot. But I would definitely yeah. be
1: able to do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I'd be able to, I, I thought at first I wouldn't be able to do it, but then I thought about, um, you know, the money at stake. And even, even outside the money – you know, your fans have paid so much money because tickets aren't cheap. they paid so much right. money to come see you, and, uh, you know, you, you don't want to disappoint them. You don't want to disappoint them. So right. I think I would have Absolutely. to look it up from, from a private side.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> and so from people, people who have never heard of Jay Blake, so uh, introduce yourself to, to our listeners. People are unfamiliar with you.
5: Okay. Hey, everybody. My name is Jay Blake White. I am... A new uh, independent gospel artist. I have been acting as well now uh, for about four, four and a half years. Um, I do musical theater. I also do commercials and, yeah, that whole jazz. So <laughs> okay. nice meeting you. <laughs> <laughs> what do you prefer? Do you prefer acting or singing? Um, I prefer singing because, of course, I was born and, in, in, you know, but, like, raised in the church. So it's always been, um, very, you know, very comfortable to sing in front of small or large amounts of, you know, of, of people. And, like, I, I just love it. Singing is my comfortable um, comfortable state. However, okay. uh, like, acting is, acting is great because it just challenges me to not be me. I can be the character and produce right. something that is completely different. I, I absolutely love it. I love acting, and um, I, I've more so gravitated towards musical theater, but um, within the past couple of years, I've, I've recently gotten into some commercials, and I, I love doing that as well. So yeah, That's great.
1: Well, I know I, I auditioned for American Idol a long time ago, and I did not really pass the first. <laughs> I did. I, I didn't get past
6: wow. the first. <laughs> I auditioned in
1: D.C. And so apparently you made the top 100. That's amazing in itself.
5: Tell us about your experience with American Idol. Well, my experience with American Idol, I actually was supposed to be at work that day um, when I I auditioned. I auditioned for uh, a regional kind of, you know, local talent competition that Fox Mm -hmm. Mm News was doing in Memphis, Tennessee. Um, Okay. Yeah, because that's where I was raised and grew up. Memphis, Tennessee, and uh, I won the competition. It's called Memphis Idol, um, and the the results from that was, hey, well, you're going to win this, and we're going to send you off to the actual Idol auditions that was in New Orleans. You're just going to represent us. Right. And you'll get a chance to skip the line and all that jazz, and um, that was amazing. Just the whole, you know, the whole benefits of of all of that, the prize that came from Fox 13, yeah. And then before, yeah. Before, before you knew it, I was actually on the show and filming the show and, um, you know, we wow. shot in Pasadena. And it was, it was amazing. Like, it didn't, it didn't really hit me. Um, that was J-Lo's first season. It didn't really hit me until, like, I was on set and, like, all of them are like, Walking around and you know it, it was just crazy. It, it until I saw mm. the idol logo and symbol on the stage, I was yeah. just like, "Oh no, this is for real, Church. Like <laughs> this, is, right. this is true." Right. You know? <laughs> yeah. So, um, and you know it was, was nice. Yeah. Oh Ben, I'm sorry. Sorry <laughs> me
2: to cut you off.
1: Go ahead. No,
5: no, no, no. My experience it was it was really awesome. Uh, you meet tons of talented people that you. Um, mm-hmm. That you, you know, that you run into later on down that we're all working on our individual things and singing background for, you know, other artists. And, I mean, like, mm-hmm. you it, the relationships that come out of that are make it worth it, you know. And um, yeah, it, was, yeah. it was pretty awesome. Yeah.
1: Wow. And then you also did uh, well, the Glee Project. How was
5: that? The Glee Project was amazing. Amazing, amazing. Like, uh <laughs> Glee Project with was, was Oxygen Networks was an experience I could never forget. Um, I remember after I finished Idol, um, I got, you know, got asked to do the Glee Project, and I went in for an audition and did it and, you know, uh, went off for a little bit to film that show. And uh, it was just, it was a really cool experience because they really cared about the individuality of a person. And, um, okay. And you weren't like a cattle, it wasn't a cattle call number type of feel, You know, it mm-hmm. was a, hey, we picked you and we picked you on purpose. And so working with all Zach Woodley, like the casting, uh, I mean, Zach Woodley, which is one of the producers of that show, uh, but he's also the main choreographer on uh, the show Glee. Uh, working with him and working with Robert Ulrich, the main casting director for the TV show Glee and... I mean, it was just it was just amazing. Like, it was, like, straight-up wow. mentorship on there, and they just encourage you to be, you know, be you and be the talented you that will get you on to the next levels of that show, you know?
2: Yeah. Yeah. yeah it was really awesome.
1: <laughs> let's switch gears to talk about your single, Doing Well. What was the first yeah,
5: on of- this? Uh, I actually wrote that song uh, as a freshman in uh, college, Uh and i just graduated in december 2013 with members of yeah so um i wrote that song uh in it, during the middle of just everything as far as like uh I, I knew i wanted to act i knew i wanted to pursue the business professionally uh and I, I i really only got the course back in 2009 and um which is the you know the i don't have to be weary you know portion and um, mm-hmm. I got that part, and I left it alone. And then I started to pursue, you know, the the career, you know, idol, and started to pursue, you know, acting in uh, professional, you know, musicals, like and everything like that, like The Color Purple. And I started to do other different things. And um, you know, while you're doing that and doing, you know, pursuing your degree at the same time, I never, in, you know, unenrolled from school. I, you know, I tried to stay steadfast oh, wow. in education. Yeah, I never you know, and that was my deal with my with my mom and just my parents is that hey, you can keep doing this as long as you keep that, you know, the focus and, you know, it it all worked out, man. God is so good yeah. and Yeah, so I wrote that song and uh the, the base of the song it just basically talks about You know, while you're in between that season, because, of course, you know, when you're in college and you're like, I don't even think this is for me. I don't know what I'm doing Mm -hmm. here, you know, and why do I need this degree when I already know what I want to do or whatnot? And and the enemy, what will happen is you'll get to a place to where you're not content with where God has you. And when the reality of the situation is God has you right where you need to be and you're doing well in spite of all. I agree. You know, and, and I agree. you have to, you got to find that place of gratefulness And, um, you know, it, it doesn't matter what it looks like Or what it seems like, there's purpose and promise on you And so I wrote that song just to, um, you know, just to encourage every believer Who has dreams or who has, you know, something that they're working on And it may not be looking too good right now It could be, you know, but it, but it's going to work out And the reality of the situation is, you know, it's all right And you're covered, you know
2: Amen.
1: Amen. Yeah, everybody where they, well. <laughs> they can keep up with you.
5: and Tell everybody where they can keep up
1: with you. And uh, if you doing well, buy it, you know, support you and just become a fan. Where can, where can they keep up with you?
5: They can keep up with me. I, um, I'm on Twitter at JBlakeWhite. I'm on Instagram, J underscore White. Um, the website is up and going. It's jblakewhite, www.jblakewhite.com. Uh you'll definitely wanna stay connected because the EP, the Faith Walk E P which's doing well, will be on that EP will come out later on this year. Um oh, wow. and I, you know, I'm so excited. yeah, it's it's gonna be pretty awesome. It's gonna be really awesome. I'm really excited about it. Actually the next single will be ready um this fall, right? Right around September. So y'all just stay tuned. It's gonna be awesome. I, I appreciate your prayers and support, everybody who's listening and, you know, that chimed in this evening. <laughs> J. Blake White, I thank you so much, man,
1: for taking the time to join us. And I wish you all the success with the single and the upcoming EP and everything else you have going on. So keep doing your thing.
5: Man, thank you so much. God bless you. God bless you all. Take care.
1: God bless you. All right. We'll be right back. <laughs> To the Stephen Knight Show, a native of Omaha, Nebraska, Reginald L. Barnes is an actress actor dealing in theater, film, and television, as well as a host, MC, and part time funny man. And up, up excuse me, up and coming, uh, comer, but a trailblazer in his own right, this busy man is on the campaign to join the cast of his favorite show, ABC's Modern Family, and currently resides in Brooklyn, New York, but his heart belongs to the lights of Manhattan and Hollywood. Please help me welcome Reginald Barnes. Welcome to the show.
10: Hey, what's going on?
1: How's it going? How's it going?
10: Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Okay, I'm on my uh, headphones. Oh yeah, we hear you great. Hear you great. Great, great, great. I (laughs) love how you read that bio off the website. Yes, yes. (laughs) That's why I
2: love (laughs) that. We're gonna go ahead and allow
10: me to update that. I ain't heard nothing from Modern Family, so.
1: (laughs) Oh no, oh no. So, but that's one of your favorite shows, and, and you really wanted to be on that show.
10: Um, when the show came out, I wanted to, uh, I, 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 the writing is amazing. I, I thought it was fresh. It was vibrant. And I, but what I recognized right off the top because that there were no black characters. There really weren't mm-hmm. too many people of color except for, of course, um, uh, Sophia Vergara and, and the person that plays her son, Manny. But, um, I really thought that there was a position for a, a black male character because we need more of those on TV.
2: Mm-hmm. So uh, okay.
10: that's okay. what it was. And I even created a Facebook page a couple of years back. I got like 400, 500 people trying to get me on the show. I've focused my wow. efforts on other on other things right now, but uh, if, if they were to call me, I'd I pick up and I'd I'm be sure. on ABC. I'm sure you would. I'm
1: sure you would. So tell everybody about your, uh, you know, how you got started in acting and, and uh, you know theater and film television. Oh, wow, how
10: I got started. How much time I got? Um, <laughs> no. Uh.
2: <laughs> how I got
10: started, let me see. I mean, I minored in theater in college. I went to the University of Nebraska. As you said, I'm originally from Omaha, Nebraska, so I was a little, uh, I wouldn't say in a small town because Omaha's a, a decent-sized city, but I always had big dreams. My mom says that I, had, okay. um, that I got caviar dreams and a fried chicken budget, so <laughs> that's, what we, that's what we start with, and I always knew I was going to be on a coast. But um, let's see. The first thing I did, um, I used to do theater and did a lot of stuff in college. But then when I got to, I, I lived in Houston, Texas, for five years, and okay. I landed, I landed a commercial there, a, a regional commercial for the, um, for their newspaper. And then I also, uh, did a play down there called Medea, Euripides Medea, not Tyler Perry. <laughs> and,
2: uh, okay. Okay. And, uh,
10: nothing wrong with Tyler though, because if Tyler listening, I'm gonna need you to call me too. But still. Exactly, um, exactly. And, and I think that that was sort of the catalyst. I got laid off from my job. Um, I had just, I was a contestant on The Weakest Link same year. This all happened within a couple of months of each other. I actually won on The Weakest Link and um, wow. and lost my job. And I was like, you know what, let me focus on what brings me joy, which is acting and which is uh, performing. And mm-hmm. that's how it all started. And a couple of years later, I ended up um, move, making the move to New York. And uh, wow. it's
1: been amazing um, it's, it's been rough why, why, why did you think And I've heard people say that um, and I know a few artists who have moved to New York And they're just saying even that transition It's difficult but it's worth it Why do you think it's, it's That transition in itself is so difficult
10: why is the transition to New York difficult or to uh, – the transition to New York, you know, New York is the center of the world. I mean, at the end of the day, it's mm. the center of the world, and every dream that you think imaginable is standing behind somebody's doors here. Right. And um, – yeah. but, but the, the main adjustment between the chaos and the constant hustle and bustle and, you know, you always got to be on point, you always got to be moving and shaking if you're really here. You know, because most people don't come here to make minimum wage. You feel me? Right. Oh. They, they, they come yeah. here because they're grinding, because they really want to do something, and they want to, I hope, at least for me, I want to leave a legacy. Well, here, it's expensive. Can I cuss? Because I cuss a lot. We try not to.
2: <laughs> try not, try not, try? Try not
10: okay. to?
2: Okay. I heard yeah. somebody cussing
10: on last week's show, and I happen to know him, so I thought I'll oh, if we can cuss. I know. My bad. Oh, all right. Okay. Hey, at least I asked, so I'm going to try to be a <laughs> right. professional. I just went, damn, damn, damn. Okay, I got it out. But I really um it's extremely expensive. I mean compared to yeah. the cost of living yeah. is a little higher. So when I left Houston I even had people that were saying, you know what, you'll be back here in six months And yeah. mm-hmm. and but that wasn't the case and I've been here for nine years and one of the goals was hopefully living by myself and I got an apartment in Brooklyn and work is finally happening. It's been it's been a struggle. I mean, yeah, there's been weeks of tuna fish sandwiches, but
6: but it all yeah. pays
10: off in the end when you walking down the street in Times Square in the middle of the freaking world and somebody recognizes you from your work that you put your hard work in. Yeah. So it's an amazing feeling. So now that, so that you're, you're here, you
1: know you, you're acting full time. I, I, you know, because you used to have a, uh, a nine to five, I assume, and now you know you're doing what it is you want to do. I read this. Uh, I posted this quote today that says, Monday mornings, if you aren't happy with what you're about to get up and do, then you need to get up and change your situation. Do you feel like, in a sense, what
10: you did? Yeah, well, I, I, you know what? But I've never been a conformist, so I've never really – I mean, that is kind of what I did. Um, I did, I left the job because they didn't want to promote me. I'm all about, like, if you're not – if you don't have Reginald L. Barnes' best interest, I move on. Mm-hmm.
6: Like, there's no need for it yeah. to
10: even continue. And can you know, and so the, the, the nine to five, you know, that sort of got me on my feet a little bit, when they didn't promote me and we didn't, you know, this, was that and the other, I said, you know what, I'm here for a particular purpose, kinda of like what the young brother just said before. And um to me that was to act. And I needed that time to be a I needed time to be able to be at home, go over line, have time to audition, have time to reflect on auditions, have time to <laughs> to get over the fact when people tell you no <laughs> you know, you, you, you need time for right. that you can't do that with three or four roommates and I mean you can try, but um mm-hmm. for me it doesn't it doesn't make everything work until you uh until you put it down and you say this is what I want to do for real. Exactly, yeah. 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 I I
1: read that you'll be star that you're starting to play B Boy Blues and you and you actually come to Atlanta on August second, is that sure. correct?
10: Yes, sir. We are sold out for our 8.30 show, and we're, we're doing two shows at the Balter's Theater at Herring. I don't know how familiar okay. you are with that, but um, on, I guess that's on the Northwest area or quadrant or whatever.
9: <laughs> yeah,
10: but um, okay. I play okay. Gene, Eugene Robert in the stage adaptation of B-Boy Blues, which was a major international bestseller 20 years ago by James Earl Hart. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Tell are ready for
2: <laughs>
10: <Yeah>. um,
1: <laughs>
2: well,
10: for anybody for anybody listening that's not familiar with the uh, with the play B Boy Blues is the was the first um, gay black hip hop love story, and okay. uh, the two main characters Pookie and Little Bit actually Raheem and uh, Mitchell. They meet, they fall in love, and I play the best friend of Mitchell, who's sort of a straight laced corporate guy. And he falls for this
2: mm-hmm.
10: this kind of b boy, and who's who's younger, a bit hood. And I'm sort of like the I'm sort of like it's a different role for me, and it's great and it's amazing because you want to be able to have a, a vast uh, palette of different right. different types yeah. of roles. And 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 um, I play sort of the James calls it the mother hen. I'm like the 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 older game not not older, but um sort of the older best friend who, who who's not having it who's not having it, who, who talks stuff and, and calls everything like it is because he really cares for his best friend. It's an amazing piece.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay.
10: Uh, and I get okay. to say, I get to, I get to cuss a lot. I get to, I get to cuss. I get to <laughs> sass and whatever you want to call it, and um, it, 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 it's a wonderful opportunity. And I read the book like 20 years ago. Even though I'm only 12, oh, wow. I read it 20 years ago.
2: Of course. Right. Of course, right. of course. Oh, for, <laughs> My fault For all
10: y'all listening I'm really only 26 So <laughs> That's what that's about Yeah I so, can be long winded So I'm going to let you I'll let you do all the questions
1: about, so Tell everybody where. Um, what, 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 what will be your dream role What will be your dream
10: role for you At this point in your career oh god well a, one that pays nice um no but uh <laughs> that, yeah, there's a there's a few different things you want you know i'm um i got a lot of stuff coming up that i'll probably tell you i'll tell you about here shortly, and I just got nominated for my first like film thing um congratulations um, yeah, thank you at the uh, world music and independent uh film festival in d c next month I got nominated for best supporting actor for my short film nightstream That's well, that Yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, 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 that was amazing. All the roles are are you love all the roles. You love to be mm-hmm. to have the opportunity to get the exposure. I would love if I could sing that. Oh, I'd love to play Marvin Gaye. If I okay. could, okay. I, yeah, at least for one particular part of his life. There's like two or three people that I would that I would like to play if um if if, if given to me. I just I just want to I just want to touch somebody and for them to walk out of a the theater or walk out of the, be it a, a play theater, be it a film theater, be it the TV, and say, wow, mm-hmm. he really made me feel something. And that's really what it's about. Wow.
2: Wow. Yeah, that's I what it's about. You know, My
10: goal is to win an Oscar or a Tony by by the time I'm a certain age and to have a talk show after that, like a nighttime Arsenio-type talk show. And so uh, that's all okay. in the works. <laughs>
1: And it's going to happen. It's definitely going to happen. It's, it's interesting you talked about playing Marvin Gaye because, you know, there's been a lot of uh, talk about the, the upcoming Whitney Houston movie that uh with oh. is, is directing. And right. <laughs> what are your thoughts on that?
10: I mean, you're going ask me that. Um, well, you know what? First off, my first thought is we're in a society right now where everything is microwave and everything is we need this now, we need this quick. I think that they right, need yeah. to give Whitney's body just a little time to cool off. I mean, it, it, she's only been gone, what, two years? Yeah, I've
2: been two I, years.
10: A, a lot of these, a lot of these, you know how they waited a long time? I mean, I, I just give it a five-year minimum before you start making biofics. I do believe, yeah. I think you guys said earlier, I think you guys said earlier that um, maybe Chike mentioned it, but um, her life and her legacy is a lot bigger than a lifetime move. And, right, yeah. Um, but kudos to Angela Bassett for taking it on because I think that Angela has the vision. You see how she drives her characters. I think she has the vision mm-hmm. of where she can convey. Mm-hmm. She can convey some magic if she's given the right tools. And yeah. if, if this young, what's the name of the young lady? That's her. uh that's yeah. General, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh,
2: hey,
10: more power to her. More power to her. We, we you know, we. We questioned Jennifer Hudson when they put her on Dreamgirls. We, she got an Oscar. You know, we questioned. Yeah, there's a lot exactly. of different. You just you just don't know. So I, I'm, I'm going to go with Angelo on this one, and, and we're going to see. I wasn't, yeah, I'm going to leave it at that because oh, somebody going to take a sound bite and say that I said something.
1: <laughs>
10: <laughs>
1: well, what else do you have coming up that you're working on? All
10: right. Now, listen, I was waiting for that question. So I got like five <laughs> or six things. I'm allowed to give all of that, right? Yeah, got All right, all right. Um, First off, thank you. First off, before I get into that, thank you very much for the opportunity and uh, to to have me on your show. I really appreciate that. Our pleasure. Thank you. you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, outside of B-Boy Blues, which is coming to the Boston Theater in in Atlanta on on, August 2nd, Saturday, August 2nd, 8 o'clock and 4.30, (laughs) excuse me, 8.30 and 4 p.m., excuse me, uh, there are still tickets left for the 4.30 show. Um, I am also a member of Black Angels Over Tuskegee, an off-Broadway show that has been running here for about four years in New York mm-hmm. um, at the Action mm-hmm. Central, where I play a soldier in that. Um, I just just Sunday booked a new show called Black Wall Street, which opens September Oh, wow. 18th. Yeah, I'm going I'm to give you a little on that. Uh, it opens September 18th at the Andrew Friedman home in the Bronx, and it's going to be a three-week run, and then we've got some other um, – this is a there's a big push for it to happen for some other things to happen with that and with Black Wall Street. I don't know if you're familiar, but back in 1920, 1921, in Tulsa, Oklahoma, there was a 36 block 36 block radius of Black and Indian owned businesses and, and um, homes um, okay. in Oklahoma, and they were elite. They they had their own money. The money stayed in the community for three years before it came out. If you didn't know, you can research this. An incident happened in 1921, and within 12 hours, the white people of Tulsa burned the entire suburban town of Glenwood down, like burned that whole thing oh, down. Yeah, bombed mm-hmm. it, burned it down, et cetera, et cetera. So we're doing a play based on that. Um, so those are all my theatrical things. Um, TV-wise, uh, you can catch me on I Killed My BFF, which is running on the Lifetime Network. Um, check your local listings. You can... Or check my IMDb page. You can see when my episode comes <laughs> up. Um, <laughs> uh, la, 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 la. I have a feature film called Flawed, a religious film where I play a pastor who cheats on his wife. Whatever, whatever. Don't, don't judge me. movie um, <laughs> Flawed-movie.webs.com. That's web. And then, this is the last part, up and coming. Um, I worked on Spider-Man last year, which was dope, and I got to meet Jenny. Uh-huh. It was amazing. Yeah, that story yeah. in itself is, is ridiculous. Um, <laughs> I have the short film, Nightstream that I told you about. That's up for a nomination at, at the uh, World Independent Film Festival. Thank you. Um, I really hope I win. Um, I have a web series. I, I worked on a sci-fi web series, and we shot in Toronto last year, called Out of Time, and it's going to premiere September 3rd in Toronto during the Toronto International Film Festival. Um wow. I play, I play a villain in one of the episodes. Um, and um, with that being said, I also have a feature film. Now, this is the big one that may just, hopefully, if it goes in the right hand, y'all will all know who I am. Um, it's called The Winds That Scatter, W-I-N-D-S. Hmm. The Winds That Scatter. It's a feature film I shot a year and a half ago. It's finally done. They just added a soundtrack and a musical score to it. It's an independent film. But um, we just got picked up, and I don't know what kind of thing. They submitted it to some festivals we're going to see. But it's about a Syrian immigrant who is looking for work in the state, and he wants to own his own car service. And I play uh, kind of two different guys he meets along the way trying to show him other work. And it's, it's a hefty role for me. It was nice. And um, I like to do a lot of outside-the-box type things where... You right. Know, if yeah. I'm I, I yeah, there's something so you make sure you see me, but um that should be hitting festivals this fall too, hopefully the Toronto International Film Festival as well, but I already have a piece there, so it's it, it, it's 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 crazy. And today I was working on an episode of um and, uh, I don't know if you um Brett in the City, which is a spinoff of Sex in the City. It's a web series okay. by this guy Brett Sanders and Darren Millett. And um Yeah, I
6: it it's it, you you're, you're, you're
5: booked, booked. You're booked. <laughs> <laughs> you're booked, definitely booked. <laughs> yeah you know it, well, it, it, it,
10: it, it's it's nice but it's 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 nice to be able to finally say that when somebody exactly. asks you what are you mm-hmm. doing it's nice to be able to give them a list of things and yeah um, yeah i mean it's more
1: motivation I, and inspiration for anyone I,
10: I would say and I have no if agent to, and sure. i have i have no agent and I have no manager all of it is me wow you, you
1: you're making it work. Tell about where they can keep up with you. Are you on Twitter? Uh, well, no, you're on Twitter. Twitter,
10: uh, Facebook, where can they keep up with you? Well, the brand, okay, well, the name is Reginald L. Barnes, and the brand is Reggie on the Move. So you can Google Reggie on the Move. You can. My Instagram is Reggie on the Move. My fan page, whatever, I got like one or two of them. And then Twitter is at Reginald L. Barnes. Um, but everything Reginald else Barnes. is Reggie on the Move. Reginald L. Barnes.
1: Reginald, Reginald L. Barnes. Barnes <laughs> thank you for taking the time to join us and, and congratulations on the nomination and everything you have going on. Keep us posted. Mm-hmm. Definitely keep us posted. I will I will definitely do. Can I leave you with a quote really quickly?
10: Sure. I just wanna say, um, um, again I said thank you, but I think that any actor that really appreciates their work, you leave a piece of yourself in every character and and you leave a piece of yourself in every character, and every character leaves a piece of themselves in you. And I think that that's what makes an actor complete. And uh, wow. Denzel Washington said that the there are two things that determine success: uh, discipline and oh god, discipline and determination. I hope okay. I didn't mess that up. But either way, that, that <laughs> the was mine. The last part was Denzel again. Stephen, look, yo, you guys amazing. I hope I didn't talk too much, but uh, ask.
2: You no, asked no. me about
10: Jane Beyonce, but I don't want to talk about it because Solange might come and find I <laughs> Yeah, that.
2: Well,
1: right, Solange might come find you, right? <laughs> look, right, right, right. She might come find
10: me, and, and look, I ain't got no PR people to because I, I might have to hit her back. So I'm not. Oh well. <laughs> no. no, <laughs> kidding! No. I'm kidding! I'm kidding! <laughs> hashtag DJ, They're you. gonna come after me. <laughs>
5: you crazy boy! Have a
1: good one. Okay. Thank you again. Thank you again.
11: Thank you. Have a good day. All
1: right. We'll write back
3: back after this.
11: Great game. I love Monday Night Football. Oh my gosh! What's wrong? I just remembered. It's Jennifer's birthday tomorrow, and I didn't buy her anything. She's gonna kill me. I'm so out of time. No, wait. You do have time. I'm dead. It's called Ticketstime.com. They have tickets for everything. Doesn't Jennifer love Lady Gaga? Loves Gaga. They have Lady Gaga tickets, too, and the best part, they are really cheap, so you can... So I can buy even more beer for next week's game. Ticketstime.com, the best way to get cheap tickets for concerts and sporting events all over the world, and price is so cheap. Cheap, you can enjoy more beer, TicketTime.com.
1: Two months shy of her third birthday, Susan Gotti was sexually abused by a 16-year-old neighbor. Although she unconsciously buried her horrific experience deep within herself, the deep-rooted fear that resulted continued to influence her decisions, happiness, relationships, health, and uh, for more years to come. And the journey from fear to love is shorter than you think. Gatti describes the awakening into a life that finally freed her from a mental, physical, and spiritual chains of her past. A memoir written from a spiritual point of view, this book is sprinkled with self-help tips that will give readers the tools they need to get present and focused and to uh, take an honest look at what they are and are not doing to create the lives they currently live. Please help me welcome Susan Gatti. Thank you. Welcome to the show. Oh,
8: thank you. Thank you for having me.
1: Thank you. You know we love we love life coaches. We love people who are inspiring. I think that we all need that. You know we laugh and joke. We have a good time, but it's sometimes we really have to because so many people are living in pain and don't even know how to turn things around. So thank you for coming on tonight to uh, you know to share your story and, and help us out. Thank you.
8: Uh, you're welcome. I I appreciate you inviting me.
9: Yes.
1: So. So you obviously went through that horrific experience, um, you know, when you were three or around the time you were three. How did that impact you as you got older?
8: Well, because I was so young, I didn't really, um, you know, understand how it impacted mm-hmm. me until I was older. I was in college okay. and I was studying social work when I was about 19. And I started to kind of put the pieces together. And probably in my teenage years, too, I started to, kind of think, well, maybe this is related to what happened, because I, I never forgot it. It was a life-threatening situation, and, um, you know, I, my parents knew, and it was th- his parents knew and all of that, and it was uh. handled the best that they could handle it without a – there was no child protective services or anything like that. Um, but as I got older, I was uh, – by 19, I was in a lot of pain, and a lot of physical pain uh. and not really able to walk – a straight line, and I was hurting all the time, and I started to you know wonder if si- silently if maybe I was dying from something i you know do I have a terminal illness? I shouldn't feel like this at nineteen years old, so I started mm-hmm. to seek some seek some help for the physical um stuff, and then you know, as I was taking classes in social work, I started to become more enlightened too, and started to realize this was related to this trauma that occurred when I was so young. And my body was probably in defense for years, and so the result was all the physical pain so that's that's wow. kind of i mean yeah, it affected me a lot in that way, but as I look back now, I realize um yeah, you know, I had fears that were beyond just normal childhood fears, like my fear of the dark was i mean I was petrified, like I couldn't breathe, mm. felt like I was hyperventilating and just completely terrified. And especially if I had to go into the basement or anything like that, I was, you know, and I got made fun of, all those things. And as I got old, older, I understood, well, these fears, and I kind of created some OCD type things. All that was related to what it, what had it occurred when I was so young. But, you know, I went into social work. I went into counseling. I worked with Child Protective Services when I lived in Phoenix. Um, yeah, so I kind of my my path. I kind of went right into it. <laughs> I was I think I wow. was always like sub subconsciously I was always you know I was on a path to heal, um, and so the book is is about that, and it's more about the steps that I took to heal. It's not so much about the abuse because
1: you right, know I want people right. to be able to move.
8: Yeah, I want them to move forward, not stay exactly. stuck.
1: So, how, so tell us about some of the steps you took to, to move forward and, and to change your life.
8: Well, like the first step was that um, at 19 when I was hurting so bad. I mean, that was my, I kind of started to wake up and go, I shouldn't feel like this. I'm only 19 years old. And I saw a chiropractor because I didn't know what else to do. And... The chiropractor told me you have the back of a 50 year old woman which i just turned 50 a month ago so now i laugh at that but oh. um <laughs> and, I, and then I don't feel 50 so but at that time i said 1, try right. 100 so that was kind of my first step toward you know I, I started paying attention paying attention to how i felt and i didn't feel good and and that's you know i i started to want to figure out why why did not I feel good what do I need to do so I started dealing with the physical stuff and then I got a little bit older I moved to Phoenix and um, I started dealing with more of the emotional stuff at the subconscious level what was stuck in there that was keeping me from having you know a really healthy happy life so I started doing some hands-on healing stuff um, and the one technique I used is called best and it's bioenergetic synchronization technique. It was also used was used by a lot of chiropractors. Um and it it digs real deep and gets to the subconscious and it basically peels away at the onion and gets rid of all that old baggage so that you can mm. move forward with your life. So those those are some of the types of things I did. So what you, when you when do you do
1: you feel now? Um, that you're free from from that old baggage that you kind of had to grow up with.
8: Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I I think mm. because I was so young. Um, well, because a lot of people have something like that happen, and and oftentimes they'll turn into kind of a victim of their of whatever the trauma yeah, yeah. was. And I mm-hmm. think maybe it was a blessing that I was. I mean, it wasn't, but you know, maybe it was it was better for me that I was younger. Um,
2: you know, yeah. I it yeah. took me
8: longer to figure out what was going on and where it came from and all that stuff. But I, I didn't become a victim. I was well, more, you know, wanting to figure out what was going on and I wanted to be well and ha- happy and healthy. And um, so, yeah, I think I've dealt with all of that as far as, you know, um, like I had the OCD type stuff. I don't have those issues anymore. I and it was little yeah. things, but I developed you know, just a way that I did things, and I had to do it in a certain order, and I think I did that because, you know, I I felt it was keeping me safe, because I'd done it right, once, yeah. and then I, you know, it kept me safe, but, um, yeah, so I, I definitely think I'm, I've, I'm way past that, and doing the work that I do, I mean, that helps all the time, so.
1: Exactly, exactly,
8: and it, it, it is a, is the irony that, uh, the the line of work
1: you're in is kind of what helps people who've gone through similar situations like yours, like like you had to go through. And um, the book, The Journey from Fear to Love, is shorter than you think. I love that title. Tell us what made you decide to sit down and write this book to help
8: others. Well, the real reason was, well, first of all, my mom kind of encouraged me to do it. She felt like – that it was important that I did tell about the abuse because I wasn't going to put that in Mm -hmm. there at first. But she said, no, parents need to understand and they need to, you know, be aware and all of that. So um, I I did put that part in there because it it was important. I realized it was part of who I was and who I am today. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I came from uh, that place and this is where I am now. But um, really I wrote it because my husband, I have four children, and my husband started traveling a lot. And I was doing
2: okay.
8: um, cu- working with one-on-one with clients, and I wanted to keep doing what I was doing, but it got to be harder and harder. I was kind of being a single parent, and I wasn't right, yeah. doing it anymore. Yeah, it wasn't fun anymore, and it was hard for me to do, and it was stressful. So I just thought, well, if I could reach more than one person at a time, and I could still do what I want to do by writing this and putting everything that I've learned over all these years, all the stuff, all the steps I've taken. Um, and it's it's you know pretty step-by-step step in there that I would really like to serve as many people as I could. So that's why I wrote it. Okay. And once it was completed, was it like, what was the experience writing it? Was it kind
1: of cathartic for you? Did you have to kind of relive some of the things? Um, what was
8: the, the process like for you? You know, it was really easy to write. It only took me like six months, and it was, oh, I, wow. I mean, yeah, I wrote. I only wrote when I felt like writing, and I mean, I would jump up and run to the computer and because I'd be inspired, <laughs> and I'd sit at the computer for hours. I might be up in the middle of the night writing or whatever, uh, in the middle of exercising and I'd be stopping to write wow. and things. But I never wrote unless I felt like writing and I feel that, um, I really do feel the reason it was so easy was I feel like I was being spiritually guided as I wrote the book mm-hmm. through the whole process because um, it was so simple. It was so easy to write it and, and now, even when I look at it and read back over it, I still get something out of it. I still enjoy it. So, I mean, that tells me you know, I, I must have had some guidance in writing it because I'll be reading yeah. it and go, wow, this is really good, and then I'll go, oh, yeah, I wrote that. <laughs> <laughs>
6: That's good when you can always give yourself a time to back, you know.
8: <laughs> yeah, I think it's a good sign.
1: What, is, <laughs> what advice would you give someone who, you know, was where you were in terms of they they knew something was wrong, they didn't know what steps to take, or even a parent who has a child who's kind of gone through something similar to what you went what, through. What advice would you give them?
8: The, to start to pay attention to what they're feeling, what they're you know what's going on with their life, and and to realize that uh, you know at some point, like when I was nineteen, I mean I I had choices and I had more control in my life than I thought than I did when I was only three or whatever. Uh, mm-hmm. To start right. paying attention and start start to participate more in your life and make choices and decisions as to whether or not you want to have this beautiful wonderful life that you're entitled to and if that's the case then find something whatever it is that you resonate with that will help you to unbury that all that garbage and get rid of it so that you can move on and have the life that you so deserve I mean you know it really starts with loving yourself first so that you can Mm -hmm. heal so, I you know I, I that's I, I think that's the most important thing somebody can do for themselves too to move from fear to love quickly is start loving yourself.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. Let me ask you our question today because you are a life coach. So, what, what are, what's your opinion? Uh, rumors have it that Jay Z and Beyonce's marriage is over. Even though they're currently on tour together. Um the question is, could you work with someone that you will have a relationship issues with, even if it's a lucrative situation?
8: oh yeah <laughs> definitely <laughs> I, mean, <it's, laughs> I yeah i mean i I would have absolutely no problem with that it's, i mean cause it's a, being able to they they're professionals and you have to be able to separate yeah. yourself and put yourself into that professional uh mode and right. I mean I'm sure that they even though they're married they've had to work. As professionals, when well, they're working thing. together, mm-hmm. so they continue that yeah. professional relationship, and many, many people um, do yeah. that. But I would definitely do it, they're, especially in that situation. There's no way, um, right. you know, I would I would want to continue the success that I have going. Uh, the relationship mm-hmm. may not be the same, but a relationship's a relationship. Relationships never end; they they go on forever. Right. So they're still they're still going to have a relationship. So they might as well keep that business relationship going. Very true.
1: Very true.
8: Well, so the topic of where they can keep up with you. Uh, my website is JourneyFromFearToLove.com. JourneyFromFearToLove.com. And everything's on there, the Facebook, Twitter, and what I'm doing. Uh, uh, the next book is going to be Drama, 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 Bitch, Bitch, Bitch. So hopefully that will be out uh-huh. soon. <laughs> Yeah, I can't wait, but I can't wait. <laughs> the, title, yeah. the title
1: makes me want to read it. The title makes want yeah. it. Well, yeah. well, Susan, thank you so much for taking the time to join us and, and sharing your story. Thank you for sharing it with the world through your book and the work that you do. You know, people like you are very special to us because it takes a lot, I'm sure, to to be able to, to uh, do what you do. So thank you.
8: Well, thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me.
1: Yes, and you have a good night, okay? You too. All right. We'll be right back. Happy to day for Stephen
11: Playlist. Great game. I love Monday Night Football. Oh my gosh! What's wrong? I just remembered. It's Jennifer's birthday tomorrow, and I didn't buy her anything. She's gonna kill me. I'm so out of time. No way. You do have time. I'm dead. It's called TicketsTime.com. They have tickets for everything. Doesn't Jennifer love Lady Gaga? Loves Gaga. They have Lady Gaga tickets, too, and the best part, they are really cheap, so you can... So I can buy even more beer for next week's game. TicketsTime.com, the best way to get cheap tickets for concerts and sporting events all over the world, and prices so cheap. You can enjoy more beer. Ticketstime.com
1: Welcome back to Steve and i's show. We're going to go on to the playlist. As you know, we receive people from all over one to be featured during this segment. And tonight we have music from Jay Blake, who was on our show earlier. I can't wait for you to hear his single. It is a great song that will get you, uh, definitely motivates you. And we have music from me, my upcoming single, um, On My Way, which will be out in just a couple of weeks. I know it's taking a while, but it will be out very soon. Um, but, yeah, definitely, if you want to be featured on the on Stephen's playlist, definitely uh, email us at thesteveniteshowatgmail.com, attach one or two songs, your promotional pictures, and remember that all songs must be, uh, be edited for radio. The first song is by Letticey. I love this song. I love her. It's called I Blame You. Check it out. Next song is Jay Blake White's new single Doing Well. Check it
2: out.
0: After the writers have songs choose to sing along, giving credit to haters. rejoice in the Lord for showing his love and giving me some favor. I still think that the things are still
1: Focus on Him and block out, out the pain. The treasures in heaven—that's a lot to obtain, Spoilers So don't quit, even when life ain't making no sense. You feel like you ain't getting no tips? God sees everything that you do.
0: Whoa, stay, stay. Whoa, whoa, whoa. It's you're gonna be okay I know it broke I your heart Tears wrong without your say hey, hey. You know I'm coming over To here. make sure you're okay hey, hey. You don't have to wait hey, hey. I'ma save the day i hey, hey. me Superman To be my you my way hey. 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 Oh.
7: Keep it moving, be classy and graceful I told them it's no friends in the game You ain't learned that yet All the bridges you came over don't burn that yet Niggas want respect
2: but niggas ain't earned that yet Self-righteous and entitled but they swearing on the bible That they love you and really they no different from all your rivals But I still don't wish death on them I just reflect on them